Welcome to Notion Room Podcast with myself, Mansi, presented by Salvage Publication, where it's all about unplanned conversations. In today's story, we have Natalie Clark, who is a sustainable consumption independent, who is exercising her social media presence and challenging our ways of consumption. From over 10 years of working with brands to helping them create more products, to unfolding the different practices and customs of consumption over a lifetime, Opening up from the prospect of marketing and brands influencing the way of our life by wanting to have more and not less. Without further ado, let's dive in. You see me? No, I cannot see you. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. But how is that possible that you don't... Uh, try... Is your video off? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, here's something. Start video. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. Hi. I do it now with my uh, iPhone and not with my computer. That's okay. As far as we can yeah. and see each other, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all the way from India. Yeah, and all the way from Netherlands, correct? Yeah, that's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell me about you. Tell me about about me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, um, I um, I am uh, 45 years old. Oh, That's old, I think, in this world with uh, all the young women who are doing things with fashion and sustainability, but okay. Uh, I am, a, a, I think, first of all, I'm a mother of four children. Oh, wow. Four. And, uh, sorry? Quite a handful. Four is quite yeah, a it's a handful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so I, um, yeah, what can I tell? We live at the border of Amsterdam, Amstelveen. It's called. There are a lot of people from India living in this area. Oh, really? That's yeah. a nice, uh, nice detail. Yeah, but I'm a mother of four, and I uh, studied. Your, your face is cutting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do it you like this. Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Um, I'm a mother of four. I live in Amsterdam at the border in, with Amstelveen. And I, uh, what can I tell about myself? I'm, um, I studied, now that's I think 20, 25 years ago, I studied social psychology at the University of Amsterdam. And I became um, a market researcher. But then more like, a, yeah, they call it more like ethnographic research. So I really dived into the lives of people. I went to their homes. I went, I went to have dinner with them, watch television, just to uh, do research to their lifestyle. So we, I really had to focus on their behavior. And uh, I had to advise uh, big companies about uh, new, for new products, new lifestyle products or new food or new, uh, new things. So this was... Uh, and that's what I did for... How long time ago? This was how long? Uh, I did it till my... I was 35. Oh, wow. So that was... So that's 10 years ago? Probably 10 years or 8 years. I've done that for 10 years. 10 years, wow. Now, I, I, 
I made appointments with people to go to their houses and to live for a day or a few hours together with them in their habits, in their routine. So I did that in the Netherlands, but also in, uh, in France. And I worked a lot in Belgium, so in a few countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was it yeah. for you? Yeah, in the beginning, it's really, it gave me a lot of energy because you just step into another's one's home and then you see everything. But also I did a research, for example, for an uh, underwear company. Oh, wow. So I had to ask women about their underwear and also in France, I had a translator with me. Um, so it's very, yeah, it's really strange in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, and after 10 years, I had my third or fourth child or something like that. Um, That's, yeah, yeah I, I had my fourth child or third, I don't know exactly. And I was thinking, another home, another person. I don't want to know anything about another person's life anymore. I was so full of information wow. that it was uh, done for me. And it was also that I thought, okay, um, is it really good to have more products on this world to, to help companies to produce more and more? I, I know we need better products, but sometimes I missed this with companies. Uh, 10 years ago, I think we were in a different, different time. The companies were not really thinking about what's really useful and busy with climate issues. And so they were just trying to make more money and money. And I, yeah, I, I didn't support that at that time anymore. So I quit. So when did you actually have this realization that this is, this is something that shouldn't happen? Like, when did you start realizing? Is it because people, uh, because you visited people's homes and you're like, there is so much stuff uh, around? Or, like, how did that... Yeah, maybe I had that already when I was a child, I think. It, it is something I, I already realized when I was very young. But then you come in your teenage years and you see everybody having nice stuff and products. I see it with my two oldest, they are at high school. And I also started buying and buying and I wanted to have a jeans that was the last trend and things like that. Um, so I, I did it too, the buying stuff. Um, but I always realized that it was crazy what there was a, a subconscious feeling in me and I think 10 years ago when I also saw all those companies and I heard all those companies talking during meetings about all the new stuff they wanted to produce and and I had to advise them to how to convince people to buy all these products Ooh. and that was for me uh, the limit i think <laughs> yeah so it was it, it's something that was always inside me up, right uh, because it is something that you don't believe doing and 
you're actually asked to force yourself yeah. to actually help them. And yeah, true. That must be difficult, right? And it would have frustrated the, uh, frustrated you to some point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was totally, I think I had also a sort of burnout because I had all the children and the busy home and, and then work, what I was not really, how do you say that? I was not really compatible with that kind of work anymore. And so, uh, and my, and I, and I wanted to do something with my more creative part of me. So, um, then I, I quit my job the, I, I had a own research agency. Oh, wow. Um, it, and I worked with freelancers and I, I sat at my kitchen table and I thought now it's enough. And I canceled all my appointments and things and I finished it and that was it. Yeah, maybe a little bit Im impulsive or naive, but yeah. And then I went to another, totally something different. I went sewing at the sewing machine. I learned it myself with old uh, clothes. I thought we, we have to do with all the waste and all the stuff that people have. So I made uh, pillow covers and uh, I made uh, things for people, bags from old jeans. And yeah, I did everything. So but then- The clothes that you got was from your own wardrobe or you actually- No, also people gave me little bags full of old clothes. They put it in front of our home. And I was thinking, oh my God, I have to, make more and more stuff because I can't throw all these clothes away. It oh, was stupid. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wait, why would yeah. someone dump clothes in front of you? Like, yeah, no, I made things and they oh. were thinking, oh, clothes, we don't want them anymore. We put them, we bring them to Natalie. So, uh, yeah. For them, it was uh, is easy. there any concept like thrift, like thrift stores, right? There are secondhand yeah. clothing uh, industries or shops that do collect these old clothes. Do you think that was also a solution to these clothes, or what kind of clothes? were they? Torn clothes that could not be resold. Uh, no, they, I think they could have bought them, but ten years ago, it was less. Uh, there were less thrift stores. It was less of a, a trend. So now people uh, more easily bring them to secondhand stores or things like that. But in that time, it was different. It, it, I think the last 10 years, a lot happened in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened then once you uh, lost it, uh, like you gave up on the job, then what did you do? You started working on the clothes. Yeah, and I, I uh, went to markets to sell uh, things I made, like the pillow covers made of old jeans and things like that. It was really nice, I think. But uh, um, I started uh, a clothing label, Lemonade Amsterdam. First, it was a... 
yeah, it was a clothing label. Yeah, slow fashion. So I had uh, two sisters in the ne in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. and they uh, made uh, dresses and tops and sweaters and yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you okay? So this is see that's really, so many things to ask. Uh, let's start with uh, your creative side. So have you done some what? So when you say creative side, is it uh, your love towards fashion or is it something you want to work with your hands? How did that happen? How did like, you know, when you started, when you said you wanted to learn stitching is only because I think um, that uh, triggered the number of clothes that you had. I guess that's how it started, right? That's how you thought I learned stitching and make clothes. And people started buying them because they liked what you did. And that's how yeah, it was yeah, a little bit organic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have a real plan. Like, um, I wasn't and still are not really, really into fashion. It's not that I, I, oh, yeah, I think when I was a teenager, I bought a lot of fast fashion, like most of the teenagers do. But um, it was a little bit organic. And I think people liked the concept that, that they wanted something different than was in all the big shopping malls. And so they wanted something unique. And, and that's how the... Um, and I thought, oh, that's, that's nice that people want to buy something that I make and um, I design. And so, um, but still, the, the strange thing was the subconscious me was still like, but do I have to make more clothes? Because we have already so much in our world. So I did it. That's but it was very still. Interesting. That's so interesting. Sorry? That is very interesting what he just said. Yeah. There are clothes. I'm taking the waste clothes, I'm making more clothes. Now that's a very interesting uh, question that you, you, you could have asked yourself. Like yeah. I wouldn't have thought about it. Um, about what? About the fact that uh, this, this connection that you made of uh, taking old clothes and making more clothes. Yeah, that's great. That's, like, I wouldn't have thought, because I'll tell you why. Uh, I myself started making lights out of spare parts and all. Uh, to give an idea, I'm auto, uh, we are automobile dealers. Uh, so we yeah. have a workshop, there's a lot of waste coming out. So when I started making lights, right? Right. Now, 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 that you, now that you tell me that, oh, I'm just making more products for people to buy, now that's a very interesting connection because I will have to start questioning that myself. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do that. It's always difficult because that I, I think like that, but I don't want other people to feel that they have to feel the same. Okay. You understand? I'm not like, oh, everybody has to be more this and that. No, it's, it, my opinion and I hope I can inspire people that's why I 
um, have my Instagram, uh, so my social media, but, but it's not that I'm a real activist, but my, but I thought I, I can't make more, more because we have so much already. Um, but on the other hand, it's nice that people make things that inspire people. I think it's more like the, the real question, why do you make what you make? And what can we do with it on this world? Yeah, I, it's difficult, I think. Do you think brands right now, looking at the situation, are shifting their way of making products? You mean like that they use more sustainable, uh, they're more sustainable? Plan on reducing the range of products they have. I don't know. You know that? Yeah, maybe in the automotive, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But um, I worked uh, till one year ago, no, 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 six months ago. I, I worked for one and a half, two years in an interior, this interior shop. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, oh, I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, wait, I'm just like, this, that's the thing, like, oh, I don't know if this one interview is going to be enough for me to ask what all you have done, but I'm, I'll get, I'll get as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, but over there, um, the, the head office, was just thinking we have to make more and new pillow covers, uh, sofas. Every season there were there are new items. They, I don't know if if anybody thinks. I, I think there are the the, the multinationals that think more about the. If there is a sustainable, more sustainable way to produce and to consume products. But if we need everything, I don't know. I, I don't think they can change the system because they have to make money. And to make money, they have to sell products, don't you think? But as I said again, I think um, there has been a shift, if not companies, there has been a shift in the psychological uh, concept of these, suppose like me or you, or uh, because of the internet, that we have been seeing these changes and seeing what is happening to the climate. We're seeing how much waste is coming yeah. out. So maybe this psychology of consuming and the way we are living it's I and I understand that it's not just fashion industry that has fast fashion. Fast fashion can be applied to everything and every product that we that we consume. And I think we need to start questioning as to how we are we are living, how we're living, what we have and yeah. how we consume. As you said again, consumption is the first yeah. step to realizing you know, whether you really need it. Yeah, do you need it? Right. But, but that's the strength. I, 
uh, read two days ago or on an Instagram from I don't know who it was anymore, but she said it's not up to the consumers, but it's up to the um, companies to change the consumer behavior. But isn't it the other way around, Natalie? Yeah, like, because and, but, and we drive the companies, right? Yeah, trends true. drive the company. The influencers influence people. I think again, any company is is basically it has to customer is in the center. So customer is going to uh, drive the company. If if the trend is going to die, then you're a dead company you're not going to exist until and unless again you make something that we would want and i guess sustainability uh, has become a trend a trend true 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 but but i think companies it's i think it's it's a, a, a bad how do you say that it's um it doesn't hash it's a not, a, not a positive thing of companies that they are not one step ahead of consumers yeah. and that they not uh, act more sustainable or use sustainable products or things like that, but that they wait for consumers to change their uh, desires. And that's, I, I think, if we wait for if, if companies only wait for consumers to 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 ask for more sustainable products then it takes i think a lot of time i think companies should take their responsibility also and that's what i like yes. like yes. of course the consumers have their part but companies also they can't say yeah but consumers want it so um yeah, we just do it like this. Don't you think it's both ways? Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Don't you think? Yeah, it, it. yeah. I think it too. I hope. See, given the internet as a global platform, to be very honest, I also got to know about this thing. Something there's something called sustainability, probably four years ago. And I don't think I still completely know what sustainability is and how we can apply in systems and what we can do about it. It's and a really complex subject. Yes. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So this is very interesting. But could, I, could we go a little bit um, back? Because I want to talk a little bit about your psychological behavior, because that's something very interesting. Did you always, uh, I, were you always interested in studying humans and human yeah, psychology? Think, yeah, 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 I, I, um, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to become a psychotherapist. Ah, okay. What I wanted to do, yeah. But um, uh, during my study, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I'm not serious enough because you get all those really difficult problems from people or, or uh, adults and children and 
that's not my my thing so then i changed to social psychology and i always say that's the studying the behavior of normal people and um yeah i think i was always interested yeah, and why I, I just find it very interesting why people do what they do. And I'm always interesting, interested in, or I, I always think, shall, are people thinking before they do something? Or what are they thinking? Or yeah, it's, it makes me crazy sometimes, but yeah. Uh, this, I myself, uh, I consider myself to be an empath and I love to study humans because I think they are one of the most fascinating creatures on the planet um, because when you say psychology, uh, there, is, there, is, there is a spectrum to it, don't you think? It's not just... Yeah. Um, and I think you narrowed it down to uh, uh, how we buy things, correct? Yeah, yeah. I did my my specialization was uh, consumer behavior and market research. Wow. Okay. So, so I was really to the why people buy, um, but that's not you can't answer that question. Because I think, Natalie, the, the thing is, what I have also realized, we don't think logically when we are buying things, okay? We just buy no. it because it's more emotional. Yeah, true. It's, I think it's more emotional than just saying because it looks good or it feels good. It's more about the status. It's more to do with um, the appearance or it's more to do with uh, impressing someone. I think that's why we buy things. Otherwise, I mean, and also this, this um, kind of reminds me of uh, what social media, of course, brands do show you or make you feel that you're missing out. Yeah. And we yeah, I, humans, I think we always want to be a part of something a part of a group, a part of a community or something. True. Yeah, I think that um, when you, when you are, were talking, I was thinking when I did research, there was no social media like this. Yes. There is now. So um, people bought things because it gave them uh, um, a, a feeling that they like and for some people uh, were uh, searching for uh, security other people were searching for uh, um, a power and that's how we looked to consumer oh wait yeah you're to consumers and their motivations to buy things but now because of social media i think that status and how you that that, that the more uh, yeah, status driven motivation for buying things and then i mean status more as that you can show it off to people on camera on picture movie on uh, tiktok is more and more important than it was 10 years ago 
I think. So I, I think that, that, it's, that it has changed maybe. Do you think the consumption is even more than before? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah, I think. Consumption, yeah, I think. But you see it also on Instagram. A lot of, from the UK, from England, United Kingdom, uh, there are a lot of research to how many people, how much people buy then, then regard, regarding to clothes. That it's the last 10, 15 years, it's, it's more and more, yeah, yeah. Because you, I see it with my children, they are all the time, till they go to sleep, they are in contact and, and on a picture with friends and in a, in a film and in, like we are now in calls and things. So how they look is 24 hours a day important or something. And that was 10 years ago, it was a little bit different. Wow. I'm old. <laughs> that, okay, before I step into the future, let's go. Uh, how was marketing back then? Since there was no social media, could you give us a little bit idea? Oh, great, that yeah. how it was really uh, advertisement on television and um, in uh, uh, magazines. Um, Facebook just came. But that was not so, so marketeers were like, oh, what, what do we have to do with Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was all on, uh, and we did, yeah, I did the research to how they, oh, uh, uh, you had all those advertisements in your, um, how do you say that? Where the post comes, your post uh, at your home? Uh, letterbox post, uh, post, post box post box yeah yeah at your home and there came all the advertisements and the papers and things like that it was really more important than it is yeah this this gets me to another question do you think the touch and the feel of you know when you go to a shop it's not do you think online also uh, was I don't think online shopping was that big of a hit during that time, right? No, no. Right true. now, uh, we just go on website and we just click. We don't have to wear it, uh, or you don't have to touch and see. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think um, that's what you have now. I read that also about fashion that people uh, order and then they, they, they keep two things and then they, they send it back. Yeah. And then I, 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 I didn't realize, realize, but the clothes that are sent back are not, uh, they don't are sold again. Or how do you say that? They, they just are, they're dumb. Burned. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I don't know. Have you? You haven't seen you that. Have, they're thrown in the waste waste field, like wasteland. In the waste uh, mountain. Land yeah. Field. Are you seeing? Yeah, I can not take back. So and when you order, ten, yeah, when you order ten items online and you keep two, a nice sweater, a nice dress, and you the other eight you send back, they say now that it is more expensive for 
a company to label them again with a price tag and to make them good again so they can sell them but that's more expensive than just dump them what yeah so that's also a, a problem i think i understand that people because you does you you don't touch the clothes anymore or, or see it or you you do that at home so you send a lot back but the problem is that what you send back is just is is dumped is waste i did not know this yeah i've read that in the last three weeks or something yeah do you think all brands are doing this Most i don't know I haven't done a real research to this topic, but I've read it, yeah. Wow. Imagine something Terrible. you're not even born, and it's just, it's such a waste. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to buy clothes for another maybe five years or something. <laughs> or like, you, you don't need it. Trust me, at, um, uh, this reminds me of the time when I started researching a little bit about um, how we consume. And the first thing I did, I just had a talk with one of my friends. And I was like, the first thing to really know that there's a problem is to start with yourself and see yeah. what's in your wardrobe and what's around you. And so what I did was uh, I put all my clothes on bed and then I saw this <laughs> this small mountain and yeah. I see that's the thing like when when it's organized in your cupboard you're just like okay this is not too many clothes but then just pile it up it's going to be shocking to you yeah 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 and then I was like this is it I don't think I don't think this is the right way of consuming be it anything I'm not just talking about clothes. I'm talking about consuming in general, be it gadgets, be it, uh, I don't know, any, anything. I mean, I have realized that even when you go to a shopping mart, you just see the number of brands around you. And I'm like, how are you covering all of this in advertising and that's secondary but also see the packaging the waste that's going to go and that yeah. that thing you're going to consume is just going to is gone in five to six seconds like a bags of chips it's just going to go away in five seconds but that wrapper is going to stay there for so long yeah it's so, yeah yeah and I'm just talking about chips. Then there are different kinds of chips, there are different kinds of biscuits, there are different kinds of cereals. The foods are, the fruits are being packaged in plastic wrappers. What? Yeah, that's what, what, what I just told you about that companies has to be, take their responsibility. I think it's also it, in, when I um, walk in the supermarkets, because even if I don't want to buy plastic, there is no alternative. Yes. yes. I, I have a big family with six. Yeah. 
so yeah, I I I I just saw in the center of Amsterdam, but that's for me uh, forty-five minutes to go there. I don't have time for that. There is a shop, uh, an, a no packaging shop, or how do you say that? Oh, Where you can buy cereals no and. Uh, but okay, then you can do that. But for the rest, everything is in plastic. Everything. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think companies have to do something with that, I think. But yeah. That's strange, I think. That's ridiculous. Ridiculously stupid. Of, It's just sad. It's completely, utterly sad. Um, I always have that guilt trip of whether I should buy this or not. Even if I love it, I cannot buy it because it's in plastic. And even if I want to, you have no choice, as you said. And I yeah. hope probably in future there are companies who I was really interested in packaging design, Natalie. Before like oh. as a designer also, I think uh everything the the most frustrating point was every packaging has uh, what is packaging, Natalie? I think it's branding, right, at the end. Yeah, of course. Yeah, most why why not. would anything need packaging? In the supermarkets, it's it's not always branding. Why? In in, in the Netherlands, vegetables and bread and meat, fish. That's not branding. That's that's in plastic here, but that's not branding. But this is I this I think is processed food, and then there is, uh, of course, the fresh food and the fresh vegetables. Yeah. Right. So. So what would you say, like, do you, what would your alternative be? Like, what, if you think that you are stuck in the situation, uh, what is the best you can do? How do you mean? Like, consuming now, you know, again, when you don't have a choice or do I reduce, you know, be. How do you reduce it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think every day. And I'm really not a good in reducing plastic. I'm not good at it because when I was alone or I had one child, it would be different. But with my family, yeah, it's it's really difficult. But um, oh, reducing. I I think the the first thing you have to do is look at your own behavior like uh and and i think you can always find and and yeah we just talked about it think if you think about the uh, if it's really do you really need need it and and that's the way yeah it's difficult because with food you need food so in the supermarkets but you can also you, you when you can choose between things in plastic and things are that are not in plastic then you can always make the not plastic decision but if you buy cereals or fish 
Yeah, you don't have an alternative here. Maybe in India you have. So, actually, I'm blessed where I stay because, again, it's a small town and we have in like a little bit of land to grow uh, vegetables. Okay. So, okay. and we are surrounded by fields. So, sometimes we get it directly from the farmer. So, we don't have to oh. go to the supermarket and we avoid supermarket at all costs. Oh, we, yeah. Only then if we want mushrooms because... No one grows mushrooms over here. That's the only thing that comes in the plastic packet. Um, yeah. Then, so, because again, uh, we, we don't, we're kind of ha uh, very healthy that way. Um, yeah. We are vegetarian, so we don't eat meat. Yeah. Uh, we don't eat meat at all. We do consume eggs, but then again, uh, we try and get it from the farm itself. Uh, oh, that's different than, than in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, this, this kind of gives me a, a, a reality check where cities like probably in India could be Delhi or Mumbai or Pune, uh, where they don't have a choice. Yeah. They have to go and consume what is there. Yeah. Right. At least, uh, yeah, especially if you were living alone. It is okay. But when you have family, I think it's the biggest or the biggest, biggest challenge, right? What, what yeah. was your biggest challenge when you started having family? Sorry? What, what was, was my biggest challenge? Uh, when it comes, when it came to consumption uh, with your family, you had um, all of that. How did you cope up? Uh, what was my biggest challenge? Um, <laughs> <Lovely>. uh, <ooh>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I think back, then I think it was all the stuff that you need when you when you have children, and now and um, when they are baby, it's okay. Yeah, you need stuff, but they they don't want stuff. You want stuff for your baby so if you uh minimize that that's okay but when when they when kids grow older that's where the consumption behavior starts so when they are two three four it's like they see things and also at the television and now then ipad and things like that they're like oh i want that i want that i want that and they have wishes like this and then you start to, okay, but I don't want you to have that. But then they say, but all my friends have everything and I want it. And then we always start, we, we, we were like a really secondhand family. So we went to the secondhand online uh, stores and things like that. So we, we bought most of it secondhand. Um, but my biggest challenge was where do I say no and where do I say yes to uh, consumption? What people, what what kids want? And it's and I think now that for my teenagers they go to high school. I think because we were 
um, not like, oh, of course you get everything, but more uh, like, do you need it? And what do we have to do with all those stuff? They, they, they uh, think a little bit different, I think. I think it's positive. That's cool. Yeah, you have to start when they're young, I think. You have to start when they're young, right? I um, think. And yeah, yeah. Do you think education uh, also yeah. would play a role over here? Because yeah. I think, I mean, even as a child, I wasn't taught in school uh, about consumption, um, the way we live and how it would impact uh, the planet or everything around and even the systems. It was all about what happened and what could happen and nothing to do with any of this. I, okay, maybe I know about this geography, but what am I going to do about it? Probably the, I think I would not put, now this is a hypothetical situation. If I had a kid, I'm not going to put them to school because I don't think what I have learned in my school education no it wasn't really fruitful uh, i thought i made better decisions when i was out of school when i saw the life around me and the stories and the culture yeah. and all of that yeah yeah i think i i agree a little bit with you yeah about school yeah I, I, the the elementary school i it was not really uh, yeah i did it and I, I i was okay and and what i see at my children i think i was a little bit negative like you but then my husband said yeah but they have to learn to calculate and the things like that so then i thought okay we just go with the flow and with the dutch system and school system and we just do it um and I think they try at some point at school and also at elementary school or where they go till they are 12 years old in, in the Netherlands. They learn about the plastic soup and um, uh, they have kind of these themes each year also about other religions. And so they try to make the kids a little bit more smart or wise about what's happening in the world um yeah but in general it's not much i think yeah yeah too bad i think and and um i think that should change worldwide I heard friends of mine, they lived at Bali, almost especially for the green school you have over there. You know that? Natalie, I swear to God right now <laughs> that just five seconds before we were talking about uh, education yeah. and all, there was a, a thing called green school Bali. And um, I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, oh, really? Natalie, wait, hey, you know, there is a green school, something called green school in Bali. 
And yeah. just yesterday, there was a friend of mine, again, another interview. Uh, she also was talking about uh, Green School Bali. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah that, oh, that, really? What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah. And, and that kind of school, I think you have to do it worldwide, I think. But okay. Yeah. That's my opinion. There was also a school uh, where I had a small project uh, when I was in called uh, Steiner's School. I, I'm, I might have uh, gotten the name wrong, but what that school did was, of course, it was not similar to the Green School, but the way of teaching um, in that school was very different. For example, they're going to tell you to, uh, if they, it was more practical. If I have to teach science, then it's, it's not going to be a class. Uh, suppose, for example, let's say I have to study how clouds are and the shape of the clouds are going to tell me what the weather is going to be like. So okay. all the children go out in the playground and they sit there and they watch clouds. And then they study uh, about uh, the patterns of the clouds and all of that. Yeah. So no, yeah, like, that's nice. No more practical. So I'm saying maybe there are uh, schools that are this, um, you know, who are teaching in very different way. Suppose, for example. Yeah, we we have one high school in Amsterdam now that is doing it more like this. Like they they work in projects. For example, the project, uh, the air around us, yeah. and then they they have to investigate this subject in in a creative way and more in a theoretical way, and then they have to make a presentation to also learn to speak in public. And I was there with one of my kids. But in the end, she, she chose for more like a school with theater and things and dancing and singing. But that's also nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. But we have one high school here. And I think that's, we'll, that ha that's the future, I think. Yeah. I think um, as parents also, uh, we need to consider these things uh, because this is a generation that's going to be the future, right? Yeah. My other, my younger generation. And um, I think hopefully with the internet also, um, there is again flipped, like every, every coin has two sides, right? And so is yeah. social media. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know about this uh, until and unless if there was no internet, I wouldn't be talking to you yeah. about this. And through this, at least I'm able to connect with uh, people who have the same idea or at least are questioning the way things are or yeah. are consumed, uh, be it physically or mentally or spiritually. Um, so this gets me to... Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so, 
So <laughs> this is, uh, I'll get back. I'll Maybe get something back. social media? Uh, or I have to come from a generation, Natalie, that when during my time, there wasn't phones. Phone did come later on. I'm also a 94 year, 90s kid uh, who didn't know much uh, about social media until two years now. Uh, yeah. I was also this kid who, who I think that expressing on social media is not so important. Uh, yeah. But I think I have realized that this tool is, is important and can impact uh, quite a lot. And I think um, living in this era, we should definitely, you know, take advantage of it. I know that you're like, you know, people are shy to express themselves, which is completely okay. But expressing yourself can be done in writing, it can be done in drawing, it can be done endlessly. But I'm just, I'm just, I think it's very important to do that. And um, Social, like, even I'm very sure, Natalie, like, I don't think I would have imagined myself to be, you know, texting someone um, about, you know, this, having random conversations with no questions and just, you know, like, connecting. This kind of opened my space. I'm learning so much, uh, actually, much more than what I learned uh, from books. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, because I'm a mother of four kids, I, and um, there are a lot of people against social media, against uh, internet, and uh, uh, people, of uh, parents who say, you can only be on your phone or from that time till that time and um i am i'm too chaotic to to have all those rules so that's one thing um but i also think that they have to learn more than i had to learn how to use all these media online on their iphone ipad computer whatever to to make the best of it and to learn about it and i see now at my with my oldest he's almost 15 15 years and um he's watching little movies and then i think oh are you watching again but when i listen then he's listening to something about north korea and south korea in English, and then I think, okay, it's not that bad. They don't do only bad things on <laughs> on on their uh, phone, and they they yeah. So I'm I I'm not like I have to forbid everything, but I try to educate them. Like, okay, gives it. Uh, do you do something what's also you learn something about it or gives you positive energy or yeah and then they 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 have to learn to uh, use social media but also in their consumption behavior uh, they have to learn to be responsible i think 
I think the world is too transparent now to uh, set boundaries really strict. You have to be more, yeah, uh, this is more spiritual, but you have to be, be more fluent. You understand? <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. See, that's the thing, Nardi. Even um, I figured that out. Like, the more uh, I started consuming things on social media, I kind of understood what my interests were. And yeah, for what sure. I really liked, uh, what I didn't like, what uh, a way of even knowing something. I didn't know there was social, creative, psychologist kind of a thing. I didn't know that uh, people actually like, you know, your job where you actually had to go and live with people uh, and understand their consumption. And this is before all of the social media analytics, artificial intelligence came into being, right? Like how yeah. different yeah. was that? Yeah. Like, do you think um, you also saw that transition? Uh, and what do you have to say about social media? Do you think it's positive or uh, negative? Yeah, I have this love-hate with social media. Um, uh, yeah, what I think at the moment, I, what, what I think is that it allows people to uh, connect more easily with their interests. Yes. Yeah, that's what you just said. I think, and we, you, you can, you, you, you can think, oh no, it's bad, it's bad. You have to connect with people live. But now with the coronavirus, everybody works with the COVID. Everybody is sitting behind their uh, computer and not live and touching each other. So yeah, um, connect with people who share your interests is uh, I think the thing that social media can, uh, how do you say that? Can enhance? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and the problem is that the companies who want to influence us, yeah, are going to use that. Or but are using Exactly, we have influences like you, right? Sorry? Uh, we have influences like you who do question these things. Oh, sorry. Uh, like this. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, but that's also something... Oh, I, I was just talking with somebody on my... Uh, via Instagram. Um do you want to be an influencer or do you want to be independent that's something for me i think about what okay could you then on that independent versus influence uh, that i only 
that I, I see myself more and more as, an, as, a, as a, a newspaper about uh, sustainability, but also to inspire people to do something with their clothes or to find, to inform them about brands that are becoming uh, more sustainable, like uh, you used to read a newspaper or a magazine, and now you have those social media feeds. Um, but then I see the thing about when you really want to grow, then yeah, you work together with brands or things like that. But then I become more someone who, that's about making, clothes of old clothes then i make more clothes and now i i quit my first my my job 10 years ago because i don't want to influence people to buy more things and then i do you understand i don't know if you have to do this on your video but no no i do i do i do understand uh probably do i have to this is why i think uh um you have started firstly you did start questioning that and um i think that also is a is helping people make the shift right that also that also what you're doing is that the information that you're giving out of course like uh see that's the thing let me let me uh probably make you a little less guilt-free um, because I feel um, nothing can be done 100%, correct? Um, when you yeah. see you're supporting sustainable brands, of course, there's one step closer to, uh, you know, supporting uh, uh, waste not going in landfills and the companies reusing it, right? But you can also get people uh, to influence uh, themselves a little more further by first asking the question of whether I need it or I want it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to get closer because I think yeah. changing behaviors is very um, hard and difficult. Yeah, when true, uh, it's very close to again habits. And again, as you, as you said, it's very psychological. Um, and humans, uh, some people can change very quickly, uh, but some people take a lot of time to um, uh, change and even give up on things. For example, when I say give up on things, it could be objects as well, right? It could be the things that I cannot let go and I just keep piling things or, you know, that is also a factor. Of course, there is buying and this thing, but then there's also a factor of letting go. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm making sense, but um, I think this uh, uh, small changes is going to make big, bigger impacts. Yeah. Like start from yeah. one step and then take the other and take the other. So, of yeah. course, you can influence uh, uh, and uh, brand companies that are doing 
maybe 20% or maybe 2% better than the other brands, which is great. At least it's shifting to the better one, to the good, but the better one. And then, of course, also alongside talking about whether you really need it. For example, again, minimalism. This reminds me of minimalism. And minimalism. Have you seen the documentary? Have you seen the documentary? Yes. Okay. Because Nali, that's the thing that that also was a trend, or maybe I'm wrong, but I saw that people were trying to go minimalist with their yeah. lifestyle. And uh, for example, even Steve Jobs was big on minimalism, on consuming less is more, because that's how um, you can uh, think better. For example, again, like when you wake up in the morning, you have 10, 20 pieces of clothing that you have to choose from. And I think those decisions are to be kept for something else and not choosing what I should wear. That should not be one of your first decisions that you make in your day. And I know you make hundreds, but these distractions are just going to make it worse. But for that, I think people really need to realize um, um, that. And there are people like us, I guess, hope would inspire people to take these steps. Yeah, true. True. Right. I have done that with my six items challenge. Have you read that? That's, that's, where, I was going. <laughs> that's where I was coming next to. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I haven't, it was not my, the six items challenge is from a woman uh, from the UK. Uh-huh. And I just saw it also on Instagram, on social media. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I'm going to do that. I definitely, I'm going to do that. So I had six items to wear in 30 days. Now I think, oh, it's easy, but some people are like, Whoa, only six items. But I'm in. I'm yeah, in. You, it's it's really nice to do. It was for me an eye opener. And um the the uh the nice thing also for me was that I uh wanted to write again a little bit more about what yeah just about my my uh, own research and she had she has a, a website where you can post the, the your writings oh so um uh so i did so i did it and uh it was really an eye opener for me could but you also was could you tell yeah me you had wear six items for 30 days and you came it was uh, what I first did at other people's homes, research and uh, having a look at their lifestyle and, what, and their motivations and things like that. I now dived into myself, like why do I wear what I wear and what are clothes for me? Uh, do I need them in this manner, like we see in the media and in all the, the fashion stores? Um, uh, so I, I realized that, and I think everybody knows it, but when you, when you see 
with yourself it's like oh yeah that that it's really a, a pressure thing from your social surroundings like oh i don't know how it is in india but over here it's your clothes are really important in amsterdam and i think in all the cities it's really you you tell some you you yeah you, you can make it or break it with your clothes <laughs> i think <laughs> and uh i i noticed by myself and i didn't i wasn't like like most women with it but i was always a little bit nervous about oh pff, i have to wear this or that or oh i go there oh then i oh. and then i only had six items so i the stress was away and um i was thinking why are we so nervous and stressed about how we look yeah i know it's 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 important but what what where did it go wrong that it's so important so um that was a thing but on the other hand i after 30 days i always realized uh, that for me it's also a creative thing with clothes is also um yeah uh, you can express yourself in a more creative way um so that was the thing that I didn't want. I, I don't want to give up that part. My creative uh, behavior, but the the status, stat, uh, the the status to other people, and uh, the do I fit in or fall out when I dress like this, or I don't want to have that anymore. And now I can also better, especially with my girls, I think girls, women are more, um, how do you say that? They, they are more thinking about that part? Appearance. Um, that's the thing, Natalie. Even when I was a kid, I don't think I really cared about how I looked, but um i guess for me confidence was way attractive than your way of clothing uh the way you talk was more important than uh you know how you carried your purse um i think i always had that in me uh, oh yeah as a child. Oh, I... um and uh, it's not that i judge people for dressing well or anything i applaud that they can do that and have time to do that because sometimes um some people do need it or uh, they take pride in doing that um so again it doesn't have to be uh um this this thing of uh, um falling in and falling out is i think up to you whether you accept the the fact that uh, you just want to be another sheep in the herd uh, yeah or you want to be like you know what i don't need an outer uh you know a tick saying that oh yes i think you do uh fill in the category um 
and i don't think i was ever intimidated by uh, someone wearing something uh, really nice i kind of i think yeah i had that in from way before like i don't think uh, i can still rock a 90s pant or i can still uh, you know wear something that uh, my mom used to wear when she was like probably 30 or something i i still have her sweater and i still wear it uh with pride because i think again as you said the connection that you have with your clothes uh you need to you need to really uh, probably question that or acknowledge that right um yeah yeah now and um uh connection with your clothes that's also uh at the moment there are a lot of um it's a trend to rent clothes you know that over here renting clothes uh psychology is very different than there uh because there is a there are some companies i don't know i don't know any names of weddings in india is huge yeah then you rent a dress festivals huge no we don't rent yeah them. oh the thing because some people think that it is once in a lifetime occasion and yeah when you marry or but yeah i but that's the thing if we are uh, cousins of the bride um so suppose i have seven cousins and there are seven weddings then this uh, season uh, wedding clothes is not going to be applicable in the next wedding oh, because yeah, that yeah. can be like two or three years later uh, and i find that highly ridiculous and there is also a mentality where uh, renting clothes meaning you don't have enough money to probably make new clothes or something like that i don't know so that's yeah, another mentality that yeah you know uh no i'm not going to rent clothes i'm not going to i don't think like you know like what what would i say people like i have rented this like you know that kind of thing uh, so no no and uh, i mean it's marriage i want to look beautiful because that cousin um, cousin's dress looks way prettier than mine uh yeah. you know? and to be very honest natalie i think i have to put this out i didn't think it was important until my mom uh, or my cousin or my uh, another uncle you know told me that you know what you have to like get another dress because this is out fashion or you have to like you know uh, dress up nicely because there are going to be thousands of people around uh, that are going to yeah. be looking at you so that thing was put in my head but yeah. i never thought about it no i didn't think that it was important i was okay that if i had to repeat my clothes i'm okay with that but then yeah. there were 10 other people surrounding uh saying no because of so and so factor yeah no. yeah in here in the netherlands the renting is is starting and that's great um but the thing for me is and that's maybe totally not sustainable <laughs> but uh i really like 
to when I see something really, really nice, it's that's uh, it's for me. It's nice to have a connection with my clothing items, so I can wear them over five years still and wear them with a different this or with different accessories. So that's for me the thing with rental. But for a wedding or a, a, another party, I will rent definitely my dress. Then, then it's not important for me because I think I wear that dress one time. I can really then renting, I think at the moment because there are really there's a really nice shop with really nice uh, uh, dresses and everything you have there, then I would definitely rent it. Yeah, that's becoming more and more normal in Europe. And I have posted something from Levi's, the brand Levi's yeah. and Johnny, it's a Danish or Swedish brand. They have now some items you can only rent them. Oh, you can't buy them. No, that's, that's strange. Okay. That's great. Yeah, you, you, you just can't buy, you can rent them till three weeks. Mm -hmm. But after that three weeks, you have to bring them back. And then they go to someone else. Ooh. Totally different thinking or not. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's also in the analysis, I don't know if it's in India, but um, uh, as, for example, with uh, scooters, uh -huh. the scooters, um, now you have more and more like you, you have an, um, you don't buy a scooter. You rent but you, you rent it. Is that also in India now? Yeah. For scooters, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and you have it with cars and scooters, but now with clothes and things like that. Yeah. No. Uh, I guess uh, being in the automobile industry, um, you know everything about that. Yeah. I don't think I would ever buy a car, you know, uh, no. but, um, you use a car. Or... Uh, I do, I do use a car, but I would rather rent a car and not buy a car. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Um, where I can change my models and, um, any number of days I don't have to have any maintenance of the car uh, yeah but again psychology again consumption uh, some people are car lovers so yeah they're going to buy a car and they're yeah. it, it's like a baby to them like I see customers walking and I and I see them you know so attached to their car uh, so you you won't be able to stop it entirely uh yeah. but i guess again this generation uh again uh, why do you think airbnb was a hit natalie airbnb like, airbnb yeah so like you know these uh rental and subscription yeah. based business models are really booming yeah um, 
don't you think because yeah. airbnb is also the same thing like i don't think i would want to buy a house for a while because i would rather save up that money to maybe do something else or travel or i don't know uh but yeah you know. Yeah, I think the house where the uh, in in Europe is more buying a house when you can afford it um, is the norm. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You have to buy a house. Now you don't have to buy. You can also rent a house. Mm. Um. Uh, but in the end, most people want to buy a house. Uh, it's also an investment it, 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 because the rents are getting so high that you can better buy a house with borrowed money from the bank. Mm. Um, yeah, this is so in, yeah, over here, buying a house is. Yeah, what most people do because renting a house is more expensive. Yeah, is it not in India totally different? No, no, there is renting. But I'm saying uh, as a generation, as a younger generation, um, like, you know, buying a car or buying a house is not going to be the first priority. Uh, as an independent oh, like, yeah maybe maybe like yeah, an interesting... or other uh, families at least a few years ago uh, would be after getting a job first you buy a scooter or a car and yeah. like, first you buy a house and then you buy a car like, yeah yeah that's, that's here too that's an yeah but I'm saying like if I was in a metro city and I wasn't living with my parents, then I don't think I would buy a car or buy a house. I would be okay. Um, like, you know, this generation. Yeah, okay. But then there is a difference, I think. If you are alone or you are more, you are in a relationship and, and, and have children, then it's a difference, I think. Yeah. When I would be younger now without uh, kids, a house is not was not the, the first thing I wanted to have. No. No. What? What was it then? It's not house. Now traveling, but that's not possible now with COVID. <laughs> but I, think... I traveled a lot. Yeah. 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 But not to India. Oh, you should. And if you do, you can just call me up. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Yeah, sure. yeah. COVID thing hits a little, it's a little, but I don't think COVID is going anytime soon. Uh, but Nali, because of COVID, we have uh, realized a lot uh, when it comes to our consumption, when it comes to systems, uh, because nature was thriving. Yeah, true. It was thriving. And I have not seen the number of birds that we get, like, there are so many species of birds I've never seen in at least five years. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how it is in India, but over here, uh, COVID was a little bit gone, but now it's back. Um, uh, but everybody, everybody, a lot of people go to their work, everywhere cars, uh, all kids go to school, the restaurants, everything is open. So we had for three months, there were hardly, there were few, only a few cars driving through the city center of Amsterdam and no airplanes and things like that. It was really nice and quiet. But I, and I thought, oh, maybe we are going to change our behavior now. But now is everything back to normal. It, it, it's, it's strange how people just go back to their old behavior and start again. It, it shouldn't because uh, even after COVID has hit, um, at least in my place, people uh, over here are ignorant. Okay, until and unless you're not going to burn, if your house is not burning, then you're not, you're not going to really care. If it's neighbor's house, okay, maybe. But if it's somewhere yeah, yeah. else, then it will, it will, it's okay. It'll go away or it's going to take time to come to me. Yeah. Ignorant. Ignorant and um, as I said, to even make a difference, you really need to acknowledge that there is a problem. If you don't see a problem, then I don't think there's much to it. No, 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 here, yeah, I don't, I, we will see, I don't know, it's, the COVID is going back, and now we, we will have, I think to, this evening we hear from our Prime Minister if there will be new um, rules about going out and restaurants and uh, e social events, if that's possible or not, and yeah they are strict <laughs> who knew that going to a restaurant and having a cup of coffee was was a logo was yeah that <laughs> is that in india you can do that in india or it you cannot stop because the economy is going to drop so even if you have been affected you can't do anything about it i mean no. either they're just going to probably quarantine you at home because of the population, the hospitals don't have enough beds over here. Yeah, yeah. So going to hospital is going to graveyard. Okay. You'd rather stay at home and get treated. Yeah. So they just so, so they just uh, quarantine you at home and that's the best place you can be. Yeah. Yeah, strange, yeah. <laughs> We will see. I have to, I see that it's uh, over here. It's 4.30. Oh, yes. I think you so have clothes uh, to do. And I have my dinner to uh, to have. Yeah. So, but Natalie, before, before I leave, this was a very interesting conversation. And I got to know. Yes, thank you. Very, also. very interesting um, perspective. Um, and I'm definitely going to... Um, do the six less things challenge uh, and I'm sure I'm going to put it out there 
Uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's now open. Did you have to look at the website via uh, in my bio? You can yeah. go to the website. Yeah, you have to look over there. It's really okay. nice. I'll do that. I'm definitely going to uh, keep you posted on that. Uh, thank you so much, Natalie. Like this. Yes, is, uh, thank you too for your, for your time. <laughs> this is this is great. This is great. Okay, I'm not going to take a lot of your time now because you you are you have to go. Yeah, I have to go. I hear children and things and <laughs> That's okay. so have a nice evening and thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. 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 And that's a wrap. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hold on a minute. Don't you want to know about our next story? Follow us to stay updated on Instagram. We upload only during the weekend or the week. See you next week with another great story. Until then, stay safe.